Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. And today's guest is Bob Zatora, or as I know him, Bobby Z. Uh, Bob is the CEO of a marketing and consulting company he started back in 1986 called the PMA Group. Uh, clients reach out to him not only for his national award-winning ad campaigns, uh, but because he's responsible for client branding, positioning, creative image, growth, and project management. And on a personal level, he's probably one of the most positive people I know. Uh, and he shares how he stays so positive and doesn't let stress get to him uh, in the interview. So uh, if you're interested, uh, take a listen and enjoy. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bobby. We, we appreciate you being on uh, the Monday Motivation. Uh, so thank you very much. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Jeremy. So um, just to give people a background, uh, I know you uh, because you are a really good friend of my father's. And, uh, and, and that's why I know you by Bobby Z. <laughs> that's not your Yeah, we go, your we go way back. We go way back, actually. You used to come to my softball games when you were about uh, five years old when I used to play, uh, you know, barroom softball with your dad and we had a great time and I've I've known you since then and I've and um, I've always been impressed by your drive your enthusiasm for life you've got a real uh, you've got a real zest for life and you know you're always you're always growing and looking for uh, you know how do you make yourself better and that uh, that's a quality that I don't know if it can be trained but I think it's it's almost inert you were kind of born with that so it's a, it's a pleasure to speak with you and uh um, you know, get this podcast going. Thank you, thank you. So, I um, the the first question I ask every guest is, how did you get to where you are in your career? Like, so so before we do that, what you know, what what is your role? What do you do now? I, I've I've always been interested because you you've you've been on your own for a while. You've you've, you've sure. done the consulting thing, um, but like, what what is it that you do? And, and, and how did you get to where you are? You know, did you start off in corporate America and just say, this is not the life for me? You know, yeah. things like that. Well, on the, uh, I have a company called the PMA Group. It's, uh, it's an advertising marketing consulting firm. I've been doing this since 1986. And basically how I got to where I am is, uh, well, as, as an example, I, it took me a while to really figure out what I wanted to do in life, meaning, uh, I went to I went to school. I went to college, um, but I wasn't a very studious student. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've I had really two goals in college was to uh, play college hockey, which I did. I have three sets of teeth to prove it, <laughs> and, uh, and and I wanted to get a college ring, and that was basically it. So I was a I was a C C plus student at best. I, I did not apply myself. There's just no question about it. But, you know, everything, uh, everyone gets motivated at a certain time in life. Um, my, uh, when I was, uh, when I was in my late 20s, I worked, 
worked at a local college, and I uh, one of the programs they uh, offered was 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 graphic arts, and uh, I for some reason I was just I was drawn like a magnet to it. I knew someone that was in that particular program, and uh, she actually taught me some basic, very basic layouts, you know, layout concepts back then. Uh, computers were in its infancy, and uh, I would do brochures and, and things like that, and I would use stuff called press type and, uh, and uh, sheets of, of, of run copy, and you would run it on a drawing table, and I just, it just called to me, Jeremy. So, um, you know, I, I worked a number of jobs before that, and I've, I've worked jobs as little as three days and realized that this isn't for me. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I was, I, was, I was a little lost. I was like, oh, my God, like what, you know, the million-dollar question. It's a very difficult question when you're 18 years old coming out of high school. It's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I've got to yeah. say, um, I, I, believe 80, I believe the number is 86 or 87% of, of, of high school kids don't know. And, and rightfully so. It's like, how the heck do you know? You've got to live life to, to uh, come up with solutions sometimes. So, uh, so I, I, I worked jobs here and jobs there, and um, I was a bartender for a while, and I had to, I had to leave Buffalo because I, was, I had a college degree, and I'm bartending. So I, I, I left, I moved to Phoenix for a bit, stayed there for a bit, then I came back, and then, again, searching, searching. And then after the college, uh, when I was, was in the, the particular program of graphics, I really was gravitated to that. So uh, at the time, I've, I've, always been a, I've always been a worker. So at the time, I used to do, uh, I had my own sound system business. I used to do weddings and parties and things like that. And I, right. one weekend, Jeremy, I remember I made more money uh, doing DJ work over the weekend than I did at the college for six weeks. So oh. it was like, well, yeah, I'm either doing really well doing sound or I'm doing really bad uh, at the college. And it was, a, it was a combination of both. So actually, I, I decided to leave. I, 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 left the, I left the college because I, I had a steady income and I wasn't married at the time, so I didn't have a lot of real expenses. So I thought, you know, I'll give this advertising marketing thing a, a shot. So, again, not really taking advantage of my education. I did have a marketing degree, but I basically learned everything on the street, if you want to call it that. So yeah. I would meet with clients, and I would tell them, I said, well, we do, we do full-service advertising and marketing. And uh, they said, well, can you do this? And I'm like, sure. So then I had to go home. And figure out how to do it because I, I I didn't know how to do it, you know. Right. <laughs> but that's but that's how you learn. So can you do brochures? Yeah, I can do brochures. And well, can you do uh, direct mail? Oh, of course you do direct mail. And then as I go along, Jeremy, you would you would uh, come up with with associates that you would work with. I'd work with particular either printing companies or videographers or photographers or or uh, or printers, and uh, you you would develop relationships with them. So you're you're just you're constantly learning. And I think that's a key in life. It's like, you know, never stop learning. You could, you, can, you know, I'm, listen, I'm 65 years old and I'm still learning things pretty much on a daily basis, which is, which is kind of cool. You know, sometimes it's a little intimidating with, with tech stuff, but, uh, but, but you kind of press forward and then uh, you're, you certainly become a lot more marketable with your clients. Uh, so that's, that's basically, uh, basically I started, so I started my company in 1986 and like I said, um, it's just it's just grown through the years. Um, I at a time I had I had a number of employees, but I but I realized that the, the real fun, if you want to call that, in my business is that I I, I do it myself. So I, I kind of take pride in in doing the creative work myself. Um, and and the clients 
actually like that. You know, I'm kind of like a one-stop advertising and marketing firm, even though I don't charge those kinds of rates uh, because it's right. really just me. It's just me, and I do have some freelancers that I work with to do, let's say, web web programming or, or things like that. Everything else I do myself. I do the writing. I do the design. Uh, I, I do video production. I learned uh, video production software. You know, I do the camera work. So I'm kind of a one-man show, which, which again, that's – and that's why I love, you know, I, someone told me years ago that if you do what you love and love what you do, you, you'd never work a day in your life. And I've been blessed since I was 30 years old that I, I really can't say that I, I really work. People say, what do you do? I said, well, I have fun and I make money. <laughs> you know, it's, that's, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the truth because I tell you, Jeremy, and I think you get this. When you love what you do, it's like you look forward. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of weird that I look forward to Mondays <laughs> because I, I just enjoy what I do. And you know, owning your own business, frankly, there are no Mondays. Every every day's uh, uh, every day's a work day. But it has to be like I was working earlier today because uh, you know clients are interested in, in getting things done, and that's one of the things I pride myself in is I, I get things done expeditiously. There's nothing worse than waiting around forever. When's this guy going to call me? And I, I tell him right up front, you know, I'm working on a website. I'll have this done in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. That quick? Yeah, because I I don't I don't sit around. Um, and um, I, I, I take pride in getting things done, and, and customers appreciate that. And, and again, you know, they're they're not paying they're not paying the rates of a of a major advertising firm. And I tell them this. I said, listen, if if you want, you know, third base seats for the Yankee game, um, you know, I, I I'm not going to do that. But basically, somebody pays for that. So if you've got an agency that's going to do that, you pay for that one way or another. You're right. You're, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not out of the kindness of their heart. They're. They're doing it because they. Yeah. They. They can because they're charging you so much money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing is. Nothing in life is free, my friend. And you know, you, right. you learned that through the years. So, but uh, people. People I enjoy working. You, I, I tell them. I said, you call me. You're going to get me or my my machine. Uh, you're not going to get uh, the secretary that talks to a junior account executive. It talks to a senior account executive. Talks to the VP. You get me, and um, and um, people like it that way. It's you know, direct communication, uh, no chance of misinterpretation, things like that. So, so it works. So, so like I said, I've been absolutely blessed doing what I do, uh, because again, I don't work. And and again, you know, another thing is, you know, people think because you have your own business that, oh, what do you do all day? Can you can you go play golf or you know can you do? No, I'm working. You know, they, they right. don't get it. It's like, <laughs> and yes, there is flexibility. You know, there are times where I've got to get a project done. So. You know, basically, I'll get up at three o'clock in the morning, and and work to noon. That'll allow me to go play tennis or something. I I don't like golf. I play golf once a year, and whether I like it or not, uh, I I don't really enjoy the game. But I'm a tennis guy, so I'll I'll do that. Or or if, if my wife wants to go someplace in the afternoon, but the you know the work's got to get done first, first and foremost. So that's that's important. Yeah, I remember. I remember you telling me uh, a long time ago when when we were sitting, I think, at my parents' uh, kitchen table. You said working for yourself there's no better feeling and yeah. you said you know because you're it's, it's really not work you're doing what you love to do and if if i decide that i want to go you know for a, a, a run or walk or whatever i want to go play tennis i can do that but i know i'm not getting paid for those hours yeah but exactly. you know so if i don't work i don't get paid and that's that's what keeps me you know going and and and, and i love that so so basically where where you got uh, or how you got to where you are in life now is is kind of just 
good old fashioned drive. Like you, you were, you were hungry and you were, you were constantly trying to, to learn more stuff so you can go ahead and produce for your, your clients. Absolutely. You know, they say, they say poverty is a great motivator. So when you're, when you're kind of struggling, it's like, okay, well, I've, I've, I've got to, I've got to step it up. You know, I've, I've got to see more clients or I've got to learn a new skill set, whatever it might be. Uh, I am not one to, um, let's just say, uh, take take free stuff or, or aid from from the government. Uh, I think I was on unemployment once in my life, and and I was really embarrassed. And, you know, back back in the day, uh, you know, when you when you go for unemployment, you'd have to actually go in, you'd have to sign up, you'd have to stand in line. And I remember because I've I've, I've always taken pride in. Uh, never being fired. I was I was fired for a job once for political reasons, and um, I was I was kind of shocked, so I'd have to go for an appointment. And I remember wearing a, a baseball cap and, and sunglasses. I, I didn't want people seeing me getting getting, getting free handouts. Uh, that's kind of an old school philosophy. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you know, today it's, it's a lot different. But, yeah, um, yeah. Most, most people nowadays are like, "Wait, you're gonna give me free shit? I'll take it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like but you you owe me. You, you nailed know, it on the know, head before. Nothing Listen, in, in life, life doesn't owe you anything. It's and it's it's all what you make of it. It's all it's all an attitude. It's all a, it's whatever you want to make it, frankly. And we have the, we have the, the greatest opportunity in this country right now to to be whatever you want to be. I've read so many uh, success stories from people that started with nothing. And like like most people, Jeremy, you know, I'm sure like you, we grew up in a in a, a middle income you know family or or poor family and. And you know when you're when you're poor you you don't think you're poor you just think you're regular but then you, then you grow and you 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 know you strive to be as good as you can be and um, that, again that that's that's what that has that's what has driven me always trying to be the best I can be in in, in whatever it is in life and it's not just business it's in, in you know relationships and it's it's being a father it's being you know being a tennis player you know I you know a couple of years ago my my local uh, USTA tennis team, our 55 plus team, we we went to the nationals, you know, and you wow. know, and so you know, I'm I'm 63 years old and I'm I'm going to the nationals, and I was I was like an 18 year old kid, you know, it was it was so cool. We didn't win, but uh, we had the time of our lives, and uh, and it's it's just one of those things that when you're when you're when you're driven like that, um, it, it doesn't matter. Or I would play, um, you know, uh, hockey and. And playing a number of these uh, these bar leagues, if you want to call it that, and when playoffs come along, it's 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 like you're playing college playoffs. You know, it's it, the pace gets stepped up, so it's it, it's kind of a cool thing. It's kind of a cool thing. So, and, that, and then again, that 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 carries again that carries into everything in life. You know, I'm a, maybe to a fault. I'm a perfectionist. My wife calls me the finisher because some some projects are done, but I I gotta add that finishing touch. The little that little gleam that makes it like, oh yeah, that really stands out. That's just how I am. So, I love it. I love it. I mean, so <laughs> so when you when you reach a level of success, and 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 the way I I looked at it, I mean, growing up, I, I looked at it and I said, wow, I was like, Bobby Z's successful. He's got his own business. He does his own thing. You know, and 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 you you always you know seem to be happy and everything. So I was like, I was like, he's he's you know what in my eyes somebody is that successful so what keeps you motivated to keep going once you reach a level of success once you you know you've you've got all the clients you need you keep on going what keeps you motivated to keep going and not just like plateau because 
I, I find that some people will just plateau or they reach a level of success yeah. and they're like, I made it and, and now, you know, I'm going to let myself go. And that's in fitness, that's in everything. So, like, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know who uh, have, you know, done fitness competitions and whatnot and then, you know, six months, a year, or two years later, they go ahead and they're out of shape. They're, you know, in the worst shape sure. of their life. I'm like, I'm like, what, what happened? Like, you reached a level of success that not many people have done. And all of a sudden you fell off. Like what, why didn't you keep going? So for somebody like yourself, what keeps you motivated to keep going? Well, first of all, um, success is a state of mind. Um, you could be successful in, in anything you do. I mean, you could be, you could be bagging groceries, but if your goal is to be the best grocery bagger in the world, you're successful. You know, you always, yeah. you always have to, you always have to stay green to a certain degree. In other words, you know, when you, when you look at nature and you look at plants, you know, when they're, they're growing um, and, and then when they are just about at their peak, um, they're just, they're, they're most awesome, they're most beautiful. And then once they, they quit growing, what happens like in the fall, they, they eventually die. So I think the, one of the keys is that you, you never want to be, you never want to be peaky. You want to always strive to be a, just a little bit better. You know, when I used to run races, and I, I listen, I, I never trained. I would do 5Ks, okay, but I would, I would never train because, I'll, I'll be honest, I always hated running. I ran yeah. in high school, and I was very, I was, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story where I was, I was very fast. I ran a quarter mile, and um, um, I, was in, I was in a mile relay, and I was the second guy, um, the second guy in the, in the mile relay. So I just told my guy, I said, just get close. So he gave me the baton. Um, the guy, the first guy, was about a 20-yard lead in front of me, and I caught up with him halfway, and I passed him, and I handed off the baton to the third guy, and I ran what's a 55, a 55 quarter. Uh, when when you're a freshman, if you run a 60, that's considered good, and I ran a 55, and I mean, I just, I felt like I was going to die, but we won, and I believe it, believe it or not, it was it was an all-Catholic event it was called, and I believe our freshman all-Catholic record still stands, believe it or not. After yikes, fifty years, hard to believe. Wow. But yeah, but um, yeah. So um, I I kind of lost my train of thought here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we were talking about you know keeping keeping going, keeping motivated, and you you were you were saying that um, you know when when you did the the quarter mile, you said. Oh yeah, that's right. So when I, when I would run, that's right. I said I said I hated running because. <laughs> right, because when I when I used to tr so when you when you run track, this is what you do to train. You run the practice, you run during practice, you run back from practice. And I would run by the baseball players that they're throwing the ball around and him. They're having fun. I'm like, next year, man, I am playing baseball. And my that track <laughs> my track coach was not happy with me, but but it is what it is. So my point is, when I would run my 5K races, I wouldn't train because I hated training. But I would always try to like do a, just a little bit faster, a little bit faster, even though I wasn't doing competitively. It's kind of a it's kind of an inner, inner drive kind of thing. So, but again, that that you know that, that kind of attitude, I kind of carries over in life. So in my business, you know, I do things just a little bit better. Or when I do creative work, um, people ask me, how do you do these things? And I've I've actually created award-winning uh, ad campaigns, national award-winning ad campaigns. Wow. They ask me, yeah, they ask me, how do you do this? And I and my honest answer is, I don't know. I I will sit here. I'll sit here in front of my computer and I will, things just kind of come together. It sounds kind of weird, but um, there, was a, there was an artist back in the late 60s, early 70s, 
his name was Peter Max. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he would do these really kind of uh, funky, psychedelic kind of artworks and probably generate millions of dollars for these things. And I remember him being interviewed once, and they asked him, how do, how do you do these things? How do you come up with these spectacular pieces of, of, of artwork, just phenomenal? And he said, and I really got it when he said this answer. He said, you know, when I walk up to a canvas, if I have any kind of inklings how it's going to look, I will walk away until I can come back that I have no idea what it's going to look like, and I'm basically working from blank canvas. And when he said it, it's like, that's it. That's exactly how I do things because I don't know how I do these things. They just It just kind of comes together. And there comes to a point when I'm creating something that um, maybe not necessarily struggling, but working at it, working at it, all of a sudden, click, I know that that's it. I, I've got it done. It's it's really, it, it's uh, a, it's an interesting uh, concept, but that's that's how I create stuff. And uh, and and more often than not, it, it, it comes out uh, perfectly. You know, it's it's funny you I, say I work that. With my clients too. I work with my clients too. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I tell them the story that when I used to be a DJ back in the day, I would do weddings for for brides and grooms, and I would meet with them before and say, "Listen, I'm not going to like it, but this is your wedding. So if you want fours of Barry Mantle, I'm not going to like it, but that's what I'll do because it's right. it's your wedding." And same thing with clients. When I create stuff, listen, it, it, creative is, is an objective thing. So it's either like it or don't like it. So sometimes. They don't like my work. And that's fine. I I don't take the things personally because I know eventually I'll use that concept somewhere else. So I always work with my clients because it's really it's it's their product. Uh, funny story. Once I was I was doing work for a for a local college. Once this wasn't my job college, but um, I usually give them th- three or four concepts to look at to review and whatever ones they like they they choose and we kind of move forward. So I'm working on their annual view book. I came up with three concepts. And I came up with a fourth that I didn't really like, but I, I just threw it in there kind of as a bonus. But it was it was horrible. It was the worst of the four. And, of course, when I presented to them, they all liked they the fourth it. concept. Yep, they loved and it. I, and I said, I was I was struggling, like, but I was honest. I said, guys, that's that's the worst one. That was just a bonus one I threw in there. But if you really want it, I'll do it. They decided against it, thank God, because it was it's, it's just funny how life works like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you say that because um, my brother-in-law was showing me a video of Dustin Johnson. He's a famous golfer. Oh yeah, um, he, of he's actually he's actually I think dating uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Oh wow, um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I did I did read that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So so he, Dustin Johnson, they 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 did an interview, and, and my brother-in-law said this is this is probably like the worst interview ever for this 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 person that interviewed him because they were like you know Dustin when 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 you're when you're like 50 yards out and you, you have to you have to go ahead and, and, and do a chip shot and this and that, you know, like, what do you, what, what, what's going through your head? Are you, are you looking at the angles? Are you, how do you, how do you lay the, the, the club head? How do you do this? And he, he, he goes, he goes, I, I just, I just look, I, I walk up, I look at it and I just swing. But like, yeah, but like, do you, do you, do you go ahead and do you, do you like, do you drop your back shoulder? Do you, like they're asking him all these technical questions. He's like, I, I just do it. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you're looking for. Like, I just, I just go and do it. <laughs> so, so when you yeah. said that, that made, that, that registered in my mind is like, some people just naturally have that and they can just go ahead and say, no, I just go ahead and do it. Like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. I just do it. So, so it's funny when you mentioned that, that, that makes, uh, that made me laugh. But, and people are always intrigued when I give them that answer and they say, you know, thank you for your honesty because I, I could come up with some, you know, talk oh, to me a story about, oh, oh yeah. well, I do this and I, 
I analyze it and I come back and it's like, no, I just, it just happens. You know, it's, it's great. You know, it's just kind of like allowing the universe to, you just, you just have to get out of the way, you know, and let the kind of the universe or God kind of take over and, and trust in that. And then it just, it, it'll just flow. You know, when I, the, when I struggle is when I, when I, when I try to force it, you know, and it's almost like, you know what, it's almost like playing golf. Like I played hockey for 50 years and, you know, when you, when you, at least when I took a slap shot, I'm not sure, but the right way, but you, you kind of like really grip the stick and you really put your shoulder into it and follow through and everything like that. But with golf, it's, it's the opposite. You, you've got to relax. Your hands have to relax. The swing has got to be relaxed. And maybe yeah. that's why I've never really been good at golf. Uh, but it's really, it's the same thing like, like baseball. They tell me like when a, when a, when a professional baseball pitcher throws a fastball, his fingers are barely holding the ball. You would think that it's really gripping it and really letting it rip, but it's like yeah. it's this fluid motion. And that's that's the key. You know, that's the same thing with tennis. It's it's fluidity. You don't when you tighten up, you're gonna hit the ball long. It's it's you know, it's keeping going to basics, keeping your head down, following through, you know, keeping your eye on the ball. It's, it's all the basics, you know, and it's it's like that in life with everything. You know, a lot of times when you're struggling, you go back to basics and it and it'll all come kind of come through, come together. Yeah, so I mean, the, the the next question I like to ask people is is you know uh, to see if there's a direct correlation of people waking up early becoming successful and people <laughs> then becoming successful and things like that. So my my next question is, when you uh, what time of the day do you wake up? Do you wake up? Are you an early riser? I mean, you said that you sometimes you know wake up at three a.m. to get work done. Yeah, if you have other things going, but like well, what is it? And is it a seven day a week thing or is it just like? Kind of hit or miss depends on what you're, it's, you know, you know, what you're it's, doing. It's whatever. It's you know, it's depending on the workload. It's like, like I said, there are there are no, there are no days. You know, there are times where I work seven days a week. There are times in a past, not right now, but I've I've literally worked twenty hour days, and I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. Um, but you know, it's this is going to be a kind of a funny answer. What time do I get up? Well, um, I I really don't sleep well. I have I have horrible sleep patterns. But the good news is that, if, you know, here's the deal. To be, quote, unquote, healthy, and again, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going to quote what they say. They say you've got to get eight hours worth of sleep a night. Um, I don't remember the last time I got eight hours. You know what? The last time I got eight hours of sleep is when I had my hip replaced and I was sedated. So I right. slept. <laughs> so I kind of actually like going to the hospital because I actually get to sleep. I don't sleep well. If I get about if I get three hours of sleep a night total, um, that works for me. And um, I'm really fortunate. I don't need a lot. I think it was, I think it was Benjamin Franklin or, no, it, I, I believe it was Edison that would get two hours of sleep a night. And that's wow. all he needed. So so yeah. everyone's different. So with me, um, I don't need a lot of sleep. Uh, generally, we'll go to bed about 10 o'clock or so and watch something stupid and, you know, go to sleep at a 1030. And I generally, I'll fall asleep my wife is is asleep in literally 30 seconds and I'll just be yeah. kind of laying there and I'll fall go sleep and then I'll wake up and I'm like, all right, is it maybe four o'clock? Is it five o'clock? It's usually about 11. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I, you know, depending on what I'm doing, I'll try to go back to sleep or, or I, I just might get up and work and I might work for three, four, five hours and then I'll go back to bed and sleep for an hour or so. So that's, so that's my answer. Uh, so I guess if, if, if you have to put a, cap on it or an answer it's like yeah i'm an early riser i mean, I, I rise sometimes at 
you know, one o'clock in the morning. And if I got things to do, I'll, I'll get to work. So um, I've always had this philosophy that, you know, when I was, when we were young, when I was younger, at least, you know, I'd, I'd go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock and wake up at six. I'm like, Oh my God, I just went to sleep. What happened? You slept throughout the night, but there's always that period when you wake up that you're a little groggy for about, yeah. you know, a couple minutes or five minutes. So my philosophy is that, well, you could get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you'll have that groggy period, or you could get up at 8 o'clock in the morning and you'll still have that groggy period. So I just look at it like, well, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Now, if, if a doctor's listening to it, he's probably thinking to himself, oh, man, this guy's in trouble. He's got to be sleeping more than that. You know, it is what it is. I don't do it. Listen, I've never done an illegal drug in my life. I very rarely do legal drugs. Um, I just eat healthy. I take vitamins. And... Uh, it is what it is, you know. So I don't, yeah. I don't like to take sleep supplements. I've tried over-the-counter a couple times, and, and I would wake up groggy. And I would be wake. It would take me about 10 hours to get over this grog, probably because I don't drink or do drugs. So it was it was challenging. It's like, no, I don't like to feel like this. So I'd right. rather be a little tired. And if I'm tired in the afternoon, you know, I'll, I'll sit at my desk and I'll close my eyes for 10 minutes, take a little power nap, and I'm fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know everyone's you no know, Jeremy. Everyone's different, so that's that's me. That's that's what kind of works for me. Right, that works for you. I, yeah, everybody everybody has their own. You know, some people can can do the you know four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, six hours of sleep. Some people need the full eight. Some people say they need ten. You know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if when I when I used to sleep, if I get over six hours, I I'd feel groggy. It's like I can't no, I can't do it. You know, and it's it's really ironic because I used to sleep anywhere. I mean, I'd, I'd be able to, like, close my eyes and just sleep. In fact, I was at a party once, and um, <laughs> I, had, I had sunglasses on, and I'm talking to someone, and my my, my wife at the time, like, said, oh, wait, wake up. I, like, fell asleep talking to this guy at a party. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. I, but, uh, I've done that but once. It, I've done that once where I was at a bar. <laughs> uh, my buddies came in late night. I was in New York City uh, when I was living there. They came in late night. They met me at a bar. And uh, I was I was just so exhausted. I was up all day, you know, for school and whatnot. Yeah. And then we're sitting there, and I fall asleep. They're sitting there talking to each other, and then they they move to the bar, and I was sitting in the booth by myself. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, sometimes, uh, yeah, that's that's what happens sometimes. But yeah. So generally, you know, uh, and listen, I I know successful guys that have different sleep patterns. In other words, they're uh, they're they're night owls. So I know this one guy owns his company, and he. He basically starts work at uh, a lot of his work, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. And he'll work till like 6 o'clock and, and kind of sleep half the day off and get up at, you know, 5 and get a little work done. But so everyone's, everyone's different. So whatever yeah. works for you, yeah. So, so now, you know, coming with owning your own business, you know, the different, uh, you know, uh, peaks and valleys of, of just the, the economic, uh, you know, uh, issues that we go on that go on in, in, in the world and whatnot. You you probably have some some you know months that are not as well producing, and oh, yeah. that generates stress and, and and things like that. Or or maybe there's you know stress in other aspects of your life. Uh, but I'm not worried about what stresses you. I'm worried about how you relieve stress. Are you are you one to say like well you know what I just like to meditate. I like to work out or. Maybe you like to, ha you know, have a, a cocktail or two, or maybe you like to, you know, drink, uh, or not drink, uh, maybe you like to eat, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, like, uh, the greatest thing is when you stress out, you, you know, have a burger, you know, things like that. So, like, what is it? Some people like massages. 
What is it that you do to relieve stress? Well, one of the one of the most powerful things I ever did in my life, and, I, and I'm always again, I'm always looking to learn and grow in in, in in my life, whether it be like I said, whether it be business or relationships or just just being a good person. So I've, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of cool things. Uh, I did a I did a program once a number of years ago called The Warriors Wisdom. There was an author, his name was Stuart Wireless. We went to Taos, New Mexico. We did all these. Uh, Kind of uh, oh a, a lot of different meditations we did we did an Indian sweat lodge we we actually re- repelled down mountains uh, he said he said once that you know you're gonna you're gonna face death during this seminar and he just kind of chuckled but uh, I remember I remember we repelled down these mountains once and it was spectacular it was probably six o'clock in the morning sun was just coming up and I was part of this particular group I was the leader of my my it's called an Arban group. It was based on the Mongols, I guess, back in the whatever century that was. So I was I was in charge of my group. So we had to we had to repel down these these mountains. I don't know if you've ever been repelling, but it's actually quite Love cool. It. You're kind yeah. of all strapped up and you look down like, oh my God, what am I doing? So you just kind of yeah. bounce and you get to we repelled maybe about I don't know, it wasn't that far down, but maybe there was a ledge, maybe I'll say a hundred feet down. So that I got down there, and this is cool. And then you just expect that, well, then the truck's going to come and pick us up. And no, but we have to climb back up. So um, I was, I was. Uh, it's funny how, how life kind of turns out. So that really kind of paralyzed me because we didn't have any safety ropes. There were no safety nets. This is kind of crazy. In fact, today I don't think they could have ran this seminar because of insurance uh, liability. Right. So we had to climb up ourselves. And I'm like how am I going to do this? And it turns out one of the guys in my group was a semi-pro mountain climber. So he kind of, he kind of guided everyone up, but, but that's when I, that's when I kind of faced my death. It was, it was really, it was really kind of interesting, but so I'm always growing. But one of the most powerful things I ever did was a a program called uh, the landmark forum. And uh, I did, I did this about 25 years ago. And that, that thing just, just freed me up of a lot of, uh, a lot of things in life that that kind of hold you back. Uh, form the form is I, I can't explain it. It's 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 you have to experience it. I tell people it's like when I went skydiving. <clears throat> I can explain the skydiving. You know, first of all, you train for six hours. Uh, I didn't I didn't do the, what's called a tandem jump. I I did a, a free I did a I jumped on my own. So right. you don't go up twelve thousand feet, but you only go up thirty two hundred feet. <clears throat> so you train for six hours. <clears throat> You get in this little Cessna, and there's about six or seven other people there, and you're going up in a plane, and you're looking out the window, and you're like, you're, you know, you got butterflies, just no question. But once he opens the door and the, the wind's blowing in, you're thinking, what the F did I just do, man? This is crazy. So you go up to the door, and you think you just jump out. Oh, no, you've got to sit there. You've got to position your hands on, on the outside of the door, and the wind's blowing, and you're up 3,000 feet. And you think to yourself, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And you look at your jump mat. He says, "Okay, get on the ledge." So there's a little there's a little step that's probably about four inches by eighteen inches that you got to step out. Then they grab onto the fuselage, and you're at a forty five degree angle looking at your jump mast. You're you're in the air. You're thinking like this is insane. And you let go, and you do the kind of the inverted X, and you're falling from the plane. And and you actually, it's almost surreal. It's almost like you're watching yourself out-of-body experience, fall from the plane, and then the chute opens, and you're supposed to check the chute, make sure it, it opened properly. 
after all that, you're just like, please open, please open, <laughs> shoot open. <laughs> and once it does, all the all the fear just is gone. You're just you're like a bird. You're just you're just going down. It is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever done. So um, so then you go down and you just land and everything like that. But um, that was that's um, that was a, an absolutely another uh, kind of remarkable experience. But going going back to the form. So what I was saying is like I just explained to you what it is to skydive, and I was pretty descriptive and everything that happened. But un- until you do it, Jeremy, you, you can't get it. And that's kind of like the form. The form uh, works kind of on a different level. Um, so uh, I did that, and that has that has that has been probably the most uh, one of the most profound things I've ever done. So one of the exercises we did, we we're talking about stress, and um, when you, when you do the form, it's it's not it's not linear. It's not like uh, eight one plus two equals uh, one plus two equals three. Uh, you learn on a different level. It's almost like riding a bike when you finally get what's called balance, like you don't know, like you're riding a bike and you're shaking and you're five years old and you fall off, you get back on, you start pedaling and you're shaking and you fall off and then there's an instant when you get balance and it's like, I got it. And that, that, that's kind of like the form. So it, it was really very profound and 25 years ago, I, I, still, uh, I still use some of those principles that I, you kind of, you don't learn, but you kind of just get. Um, but one of the things that I remember, I remember very specifically, we were talking about stress yeah, in the seminar. And the seminar leader, and these guys are, are very, extremely well-trained. He said, okay, stress, well, all right, show, what, what is stress? Show me stress. What do you mean? Well, well show me. What, what, what is stress? Right. And you, you couldn't really, you kind of like, like, okay, so there, stress doesn't really exist. It, it's really something that is, is kind of we kind of make up we kind of believe a particular narrative and that kind of stresses you out i mean we and don't get me wrong i'm not i am not here to minimize when people are feel stressful but uh, when when i did this particular program i realized that you know change maybe change the interpretation you know life a lot of life is interpretation you know is it black is it white is it gray it's it's really the empowering thing is it's like it could be whatever you want it to be. You, you can make that choice. So um, there are yes, there are times in life I, I've felt stressful, and uh, and there are times I've struggled with it. But but most of the time I realize that okay, it's it's made up. Change the interpretation, and you, you, it kind of you kind of get through it that way. So um, I don't I can't say I meditate. I do work out, but I don't work out to alleviate stress. Um, I just, I, I just, just moved through it. If you want, I guess that's the most accurate way I could say it. I just kind of moved through stress. Hey, I like things, that. Though. Things are stressful, you know. It's 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 a really unique way of looking at because when you when you said that, uh, you know, they asked you at the at the forum or whatever that, what you know, will show me stress. Yeah. Uh, it, like it's it's impossible. You know, like you don't like. I was just I was just talking. Um, I I recorded with somebody and and I said you know I I told them you know yeah I, I was in debt at one point you know a lot of debt and it stressed me out. Yeah. But it wasn't that like when you ultimately look at what what you mean by stressing out is just you keep on thinking about it you keep on doing it so like it's a state of mind it's not even it's not it's not something you know like yeah stress they have a name for it, but it's really nothing. It's, it's just your own mind. So it's, 
yeah. it's working through it is, is the best way to do it is not to go ahead and so that 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 really you kind of opened up my eyes there like to to, to you know Great. how to look <laughs> at stress I, I in all honesty yeah you you, you really did because I'm, I'm thinking like yeah what is stress it's just it's just a state of mind so yeah you work it's, your it's way not like it. it's not it's not an animate object because you said well show me it show me the stress like Right, and then people would kind of sort of like, well, it's it's this or that, and you know, and in the, and the more things that go through life, you you, you tend to, uh, the, 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 I'll call, we'll call it mini successes. You know, you've 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 gone through this and you've you've succeeded. You've gone through this and you succeeded. So it, when life goes on, you become a lot more confident, and then realize that yeah, and it, it, listen, and there are times in life like I've got mega deadlines or this or that, and I always know that. I'll get through it. It's 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 okay, you know. Yeah. And you know no, another thing I I learned, which was very cool, uh, is that whatever you resist persists. So at the time, um, I was I was struggling. I was uh, I was a single dad. My daughter was my daughter was two years old, and I I wasn't living uh, at home, and it, it was it was really 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 kind of painful. And that's one of the reasons I did this this forum because it helped me tremendously to to get through that period of my life. And, uh, you know, as, as we as we grew up, I'm not sure if it's so much like this today, but back then it's like, oh, boys, boys don't cry. You know, you just, you know, you don't, you don't show your emotions, you don't cry. Right. And, uh, so when I would feel uh, this, this, this pain because I'm missing my daughter, uh, I would, I would kind of hold back feeling what I'm feeling. And they they would basically say no. You just you just you, you don't resist it. It's almost like it's almost like a martial artist. The, the martial artist, you know, they don't they don't. It's not force against force. They move with the force. So there's no resistance. There's just no right. resistance. So so when I would feel like crying, because I did many times, you know what I would do? I would just cry. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I I I I cry for about thirty seconds, and after that, it's like it passes. It was. It was absolutely amazing. So that's that's a lot of life when you, again, when there's a resistance there, you know, if you're feeling angry, then then what you should do is feel 100%, 110% angry because then the anger passes. Or if you feel jealousy, be in that jealousy, feel jealous, or whatever emotion you want to, you know, you want to tag it with. If you're feeling sad, then the best thing to do is, you know what, feel sad at the time. You know, it's it's a natural emotion. So, but if you resist it, and, and you know, Try that. Try that little exercise on. Whatever you resist, buddy, it's going to stick with you, and then it, it kind of like kind of ruins your day. I was going to say. I was going to say to you, is, man. <laughs> I was going to say, man, this is amazing because I, when you said whatever you resist persists, I just think back at every single thing that I've ever been like uh, upset about or whatever. You keep on thinking about it, and it, it yeah. never goes away. It exactly. never goes away. You know, so I I love like you're 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 dropping some good uh good good you know, one liners. <laughs> good content. I like this. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. So then now I because I want to be respectful of time. Um, we we have a question called the million dollar question, and it's if there was a billboard of you in Times Square, it could be you doing anything, you you playing hockey, you playing tennis, you at your desk for work, whatever. It could be whatever you want. But there's a billboard of you in Times Square. Millions and millions of people are going to walk by it every day and see it. What would you have it say on it? So you know, it could be it could be whatever you want. It could be motivational. It could be just one word. It could be a, a, a slew of words. Whatever you want. 
Well, one of my, um, I, have, I have a lot of uh, favorite quotes, but one of the quotes that I, I always remember, it's, it's uh, Winston Churchill during World War II when, when circumstances were dire and Germans were bombing him on a nightly basis. And uh, the guy was a true leader. And it was basically seven words. It's never, never give up. Never, never, never give up. Might be eight words, seven words, but but something like that. So that's what it is. You could you could just you know just you got to keep plugging in, in in the face of adversity, in face of of defeat. Uh, just just never give up, and uh, that that's basically that would be it. I love it. It's just that's it's awesome. just kind of pressing forward in the face of you know in the face of defeat, in the face of adversity, in the face of challenges in life. You know whatever that might be health, financial, relationships, you just, just keep, just keep plugging away. That's, keep pushing that's, forward. That's how I, yeah. That's why, that's how I choose to live my life. So I guess that would well, be it. I, I, I can say this. I, I, you, you've always been, uh, you know, motivating for me. You've, I, I've always enjoyed whenever, you know, I would be home in town and, and you'd be visiting my, my dad, talking to him. Uh, yeah. I sit there and have, you know, have, have a drink and, 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 and talk to you. And I, I've always, uh, you know, looked up to you and, and said, man, that is, is awesome. You know, that's what, what he has. He's always positive. That's one thing my dad has always said about you. He goes, I, I've known Bobby Z for a long time. Guy's always positive. The most positive person I've ever met. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, I look at that and I'm like, I, it's true. Like I've never seen, you know, and, now, granted, I don't spend that much time with you, but yeah. I've never seen you in a bad mood, uh, you know, and, and, and you're always upbeat, you know, motivated to, to, to take, take on whatever, and you've always been fun. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, record with me and, and, and just share some of this stuff with me because this is, this is great. And this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for things where people maybe on a, on a Monday or any day, for that matter, yeah. that, that are just, you know, down in the dumps, you know, thinking that, man, life is so tough. How can I do this? You know, to listen to an interview with, with somebody like yourself, say like, yeah, you know what? I didn't know how to do marketing. I didn't know how to do certain things that my clients asked me to do, but I just went and figured it out. And yeah. that was before there was Google, right? That was before there was YouTube. <laughs> yeah, pre-Google, you, exactly. You had, you, had to, you had to actually do the, do the research and do the work. Meanwhile, you could, nowadays, you could just go ahead and look it up on YouTube or Google yeah. and, and, and do yeah. it. So I, I give you kudos for that. That's 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 awesome. So I, I well, I'll tell you one thing. Know. I tell you one thing, and oh, I really yeah. mean this. And I've I've always yeah. told this to my dad that you're you're a special guy too. I I really enjoy your your zest for life, your enthusiasm. You, you again, you're you're always well, you know what, taking the next step and, and you know taking a chance here and rolling advice there. You know, and uh, you're just you're just uh, again your love for life too, Jeremy. And I I do I do appreciate that and. You're you're a lot younger than me, but you remind me of a, a young Bobby Z. So, <laughs> well, that's 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 a good thing. I, I look at that as a good as a compliment for sure. So, thank right, you so much. Friend. You're quite welcome, Jeremy. Always a pleasure. And uh, uh, thanks for thanks for thanks for thinking of me and uh, and giving me this opportunity. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabers. So, if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online 
where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GiggyBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GiggyBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GiggyBank in the app stores. All right. And SaberCon, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.